You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody, it's One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com. I have a cool episode for you, especially if you're thinking about writing a book and launching it. So I'm interviewing a guy named Steve Rogers. He's the founder and CEO of the Alchemy Advisors, a business and lifestyle consultant, and of course, an author. I dig in this interview with him and ask him so many questions about how he had such a successful book launch. He did it all himself. He did the Facebook ads. He did everything and he basically tells us everything there is to know about having a successful book launch without hiring a really expensive firm to do it for you. Now, in all fairness, Steve Rogers is an extremely successful real estate individual and he has always been in online marketing for many, many years, so he kind of had a handle on it, but he gives us a shortcut to if you wanna launch your own book, how to do it, and how to do it successfully. So make sure you listen into that interview with Steve Rogers. Before we get into that, of course, we're going to jump into the trafficandleadsmembership.com question of the week. So trafficandleadsmembership.com, $49 will get you access to me and my team and a whole bunch of training videos and the ability to ask me and my team any question there is about generating online traffic and leads. If you have a question about an opt-in, you can ask us. If you say, hey, my Facebook ads are netting uh, $15 per opt-in, is that good, bad, or neither? We can answer all of that. It's pretty cool. $49 a month, excellent value. Make sure you check that out at trafficandleadsmembership.com because you are listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, so I know you want traffic and leads, right? So what, what are we doing over there this week? Well, this week we are doing a training on 10 insider tips for creating landing pages that convert. Part of that was every, well, a lot of people in the group uploaded a landing page they were working on and we critiqued it and gave them a ton of information and guidance on how to how to make those landing pages a little bit better and make them more, uh, high, more highly converting. Wow, I'm having a hard time talking today, but you guys will forgive me. So we were able to increase the conversion rate of many of those landing pages. It's a lot like, it's a lot like you're looking at your landing page and you think it looks good because you understand your service. But if you were to show that to a professional like us, we're seeing it from an outsider's view. We're seeing it as not fully understanding your business as well as you. And we can give you a lot of really cool tips. Not only that, but there are some really great insider tips for creating landing pages that convert that I covered in a video and gave to the group today. So that's what's happening over on the Traffic and Leads membership. Make sure you get signed up, trafficandleadsmembership.com. Now let's dive into my interview with Mr. Steve Rogers. And if you're gonna launch a book, you're gonna want to take notes in this interview. So, Steve, welcome to the podcast. We're really excited to have you on today. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm thrilled to be here. Sure. So the first thing I want to dig into is Led to Gold, an Entrepreneur's Guide Through Transition, Transformation, and Evolution. You had this book and you launched it and you're going to tell us how that went, what you did, 
and all the goods about launching this awesome book. So tell me all about it. Yeah, well, the book, I've never written a book before, so this was my first, so I really wanted to make sure that I did the the best that I could of getting the book written and launched, and then, of course, I wanted to get out to as many people as possible, and I knew that I needed to do that through uh, pulling in ambassadors, doing online marketing, doing digital marketing, doing word of mouth, and using the Amazon tools and various things that I had. It took longer than I expected to write the book, uh, but once I got it written, promotion went along pretty well. Uh, and um, I used literally all the resources that I could, from social media to Facebook advertising to blogs to um, uh, press releases to um, some Google AdWords, to ambassadors that pushed out my book on their digital media sites and social media sites, uh, email blast, and a lot of my own social networks through LinkedIn, social media, et cetera, et cetera. So I really tried to pull in all the resources. And the result of that was on the day of the book launch, I hit number one Amazon bestseller status in two categories. And from that pushed on after the book launched and continue to use the book to then go on and get uh, some speaking engagements as well as picking up clients because of the book and using the media that I did with the book itself. Wow. So you would have, so you'll call that a successful launch then? Yeah, I felt really good about it for my first time out. Uh, The next time will be much easier and uh, probably even have more maximized results, but I feel really good about what got accomplished in that period of time. Yeah, it sounds awesome. So did you hire somebody that was a professional at book launches to kind of lead you through this? Or was it Steve, like, I'm going to do this and a little of that and some more of that? It was uh, pretty much what you just said. I, I did a, a Steve, a little of this, a little of that and some of that. And then at the very end of the book, I did hire someone that helped me on part of the launch, but I did a big chunk of it myself. So I had, it was, and in hindsight, I probably could have used someone earlier in the game, and I thought that because of some of the resources I had and knowledge I had from running my previous real estate company that I could get it done, and so that's probably what took me longer getting it done. So it was kind of an adjunct of this, that, and the other. Um, I did look at some of the companies out there to start off that do from you know from beginning to end A to Z. I didn't want someone to ghostwrite the book for me. I didn't want to have that depth of it, but I knew once I got the book written myself that you can hire these companies out there that range you know, from 5,000 to 25,000 to help you get books launched to number one. And I just didn't want to spend that kind of money and that kind of budget. So I did do it mostly on my own. Wow, that's awesome. So one of the more popular ways of launching a book is coming up with a launch team. And then during the week of the book launch, everyone's kind of talking about that. Did you follow that or not so much? Um, Well, I did do a lot of uh, prior to the book getting launched, I did do quite a bit of social media posts and blog posts and getting people talking about the books coming, the books coming soon. I showed samples of the book cover. I gave a few teasers of a a couple of the chapters on my website. I had a pop-up window that anytime someone would go to my website, they could get a a preliminary preview chapter of the book. Wow. Um, I also did many, many podcasts prior to the book, similar to this one. I probably did 40 podcast shows prior to the book coming out. So I did quite a bit of promotion. And then with that, after they listened to the podcast, they could get a free uh, chapter of the book. And then there is a company called Changing Lanes, uh, Harris Reese and Lane Etheridge, who helped me on the on the tail end of the book, as I mentioned. And then they use some of their resource of getting some buzz 
about the book, uh, about the week that it came out. And we had a pre-templated Twitter feed, you know, Twitter social media post, Facebook post that, that we went pre-wrote for people and we give them three different options. So when I sent them to family and friends and I had en- enrolled ambassadors prior to, I made a list of around 50 people that I thought might be good ambassadors for me. And I probably got 25 or 20 of them to buy in to said that they would do it the day of the launch. So I gave them all the pre-written Facebook posts. So they had to just choose from one. And then that was, I actually did one the week of the book before the book came out, two days before the book came out, and then the day of the book. And then they all had them pre-written and all they had to do was copy and paste and, and hit send. Could have done that in a social media post or in an email blast. So awesome. Wow. You sound, it sounds like that there was a lot of creative that went into that. Yeah, it was a fun process. And I did, again, pull a lot from my previous business, um, being in the real estate business for 20 years prior to becoming a solo entrepreneur and a thought leader and, a, and an author, is that we used a lot of marketing and media in my real estate company to promote listings. So I was thinking of my book being like when we got a new listing on the market. And when you get a new house on the market and if a real estate agent takes a listing, they do everything they can to get the word out. You know, they're using MLS, they're using Zillow, they're using signs, flyers, brochures, postcards. So I just was kind of looking at this as one of my biggest listings that I would have gotten. And I took and used as many vehicles as I could. And then also prior to the book launch, I did quite a bit of webinars and uh, you know did a lot of stuff online watching people that had done book launches and sat on a lot of webinars and took some tips and various checklists from people so I did I definitely pulled from a lot of resources Wow so are you able to answer the question if you could only pick the top three things that made this a successful book launch what would those three things be number one was the the ambassadors of having my network of people, that I've met over the years that have great social influence to become advocates for promoting my product, in this case, my book. So it was having, number one was having really well-connected ambassadors. And that's not like, in, unlike in any business. I mean, most businesses that you look at, um, whether it's a restaurant or a real estate company or a you know, chiropractor services, referrals and word of mouth are still the best way to create business um, that has the most immediate impact and at least the most personalized impact. So I found that that related exactly into writing a book and that these people that had social influence and many of them had notable names. Luckily, I was able to have attracted friends and associates and business partners over the years that had some notable names in the industry. Um, and those people had very b- big social influences in their own network. So when they said, hey, Steve's written a book, I really endorse his book. Uh, you know, I've written an endorsement in it. Here's a book. Here's a launch. Here's a link. They took more of attention to it. So that was probably the number one thing. The second thing would have been then an, e- uh, an effective email campaign. Um, getting the email campaign out to the right audiences and the right people with the right messaging. And um, within that campaign, I offered bonuses as well. So, you know, getting to the right people and then giving them an enticement. So if they got the book, they also got some additional bonuses. But the book uh, bonuses were to the certain email blast. And if they were on a certain list, they got a certain bonus for buying or endorsing the book that particular day. And then the third thing beyond my ambassadors and my email blast probably would have been... I guess it would have had to have been social media. I mean, it just would have had to have been social media in general, my own social media of my own influence that I created by having my LinkedIn and social, uh, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, all connected. So using those networks myself, those things were probably most effective. I did do some Facebook advertising and I did do some Google AdWords and I got some result from that, but it wasn't as immediate as it was the day of the launch because the day of the launch 
was really the crucial time I wanted people buying the book so I could get it up as high as on Amazon. And although other advertising vehicles helped, it was more of a slow process of people taking action where people that knew me or knew of me or were influenced by it, they knew the, 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 the sense of uh, timing and the sense of urgency and they took more immediate action. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, if you don't mind, I would love to dive into your Facebook um, ads and your AdWords campaign. So what were, were those just advertising this giveaway on your website, which is the free chapter or so of your book? Is that what those ads were? Well, they were that. And then also, I was lucky enough in my book, I had quite a bit of previous authors, writers, and speakers who I have that are friends of mine. So I was lucky enough to have Brian Tracy, who's a pretty noted speaker, author, writer yeah. over the years. Brian did the forward in my book for me. And he's been a friend and a mentor of mine for many years. Um, John Asaroff, who was in the book, The Secret, and, uh, and wrote the book, The Answer, and has done a lot of good stuff. Uh, Greg Reed, who was uh, did the book, Three Feet from Gold, and does a lot of stuff with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Um, so I had probably five or six different key authors who gave me bonus stuff from themselves. Uh, and so what I did is when I ran my ad campaign... Not only did I then offer people these free bonuses that if they bought my book, they got a free audio to John Astroff, they got a free audio book or an e-book to Brian Tracy, they got something to Greg Reed. I then used their names with key ad words when I was placing the ads. And it was, you know, either a free chapter of the book or it was the bonus ads. And then I would tag uh, any people that had social connections or likes um, to any of these authors or words like entrepreneur, motivation, leadership. And so I used keyword advertising to tie into people that might be intrigued by that kind of thinking. And then the bonuses were an extra added thing to click on to the ad. The other thing that I did is I, uh, in being in the real estate business, my company, not my company, but the company that I worked for was purchased by Warren Buffett back in 2001. So for seven or eight years, I worked under Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway network. And I'd met Warren Buffett numerous times. So I had a picture with me and Warren Buffett. And I think the ad click was something about Warren Buffett secrets, what every uh, entrepreneur should know, click here to find out more. So it was a uh, kind of an intriguing ad to have, you know, Warren Buffett secrets or you know previous CEO Warren Buffett secrets were to help entrepreneurs, and they clicked on that, and then it had some messaging about the book, and then it would take them to a landing page. Um, so through ClickFunnels, I did a landing page, and then the landing page when they went to that had all the testimonials from these key people that I mentioned with their photos. Um, it had testimonial from each of them. Some of them did videos for me, so they could click on the video and watch the video. I also on these videos and testimonials. Prior to the book launch, each week um, up to the book launch, I sent out, you know, here's what Brian Tracy's saying about the upcoming book, Led to Gold. Here's what John Astroff is saying about the book, Led to Gold. And I would either send out their video or their testimonial message. And that was kind of in the leak campaign as well. So it just kind of leaked out there wow. for about a month before the book. And then it all just kind of compiled. Wow, that is cool. Um, so were you sending, do you know, if I were to ask you this question, which one had better conversion rates? Because I'm guessing you were running the same ads on Google AdWords as you were on Facebook, very similar ads anyway? Yes, yes. Is there one that had better conversion than uh, the other? Facebook for me had better at that time on that program than Google did. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, that doesn't surprise me. So, and you learn how to do Facebook ads and everything on your own and you set up the pixels and everything, right? I did a, a chunk of it on my own, yes. I have just been, I also, I did some of it on my own, but then I hired somebody that I had to do, I paid 
uh, a small amount of money to to help make sure I did it right. Uh, right. And then I gave her all the copy and I gave her uh, the, the audience that I wanted to hit. And then she did some of the functionality of it for me of actually, you know, setting and tracking. Um, but uh, it was kind of a combo effort. I also have a virtual assistant that I have in the Philippines that I pay a part-time. Uh, she's on my, my payroll part-time. And she does a little bit on social media. So it was kind of a combined effort. Um, I would say that the final person that I did was this person that helped take all that I did. And I said, okay, here's what I've done so far. Here's how I've got it set up. Can you m- make sure it happens that day. Can you monitor it? Because I'll be, you know, handling emails and phone calls, etc. And then they made sure everything got posted properly and everything was running. And then they did the tracking conversion graphs and charts and stuff for me and tracked it and sent it to me, that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Okay. So um, my final question on the book is, can, can I ask how many copies you ended up selling, like at the end of like a two week period? Because I'm sure you're still selling them. Yeah, we're still selling. It was probably around almost uh, 8,000 after the wow. first. Wow. That's awesome. Um, how big was your email list that you were sending to before the book launch? And I'm guessing that had a big role to play in it as well. My own personal list was around 5,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my some of the list of people that sent out stuff for me had lists as high as 25,000. That's awesome. Okay, I hope everyone's listening to Steve here because he knows how to do a book launch and he did it all himself. It's awesome. So for the second part of the interview, I kind of want to go over to your next specialty, which is you're the CEO president of San Diego's Real Living Lifestyles Real Estate Franchise. Yes, I was that for five years. And then prior to that, I was the CEO for Prudential California Realty. And that was my longest run. So that was 15 years of running under a corporate company. And then I owned my own company for five years. Wow. So so tell me about your online marketing experience and what you guys did as a company to make that successful just from an online marketing perspective. Yeah, we had uh, we were lucky enough in that company, even though we were an entrepreneurial company in both of those as we were growing, and then we became a very large corporate company at Prudential as we grew, and especially when we got bought by Berkshire Hathaway. But we always had an in-house marketing department that was small and then eventually became big. But we did a, co- a lot of combination of stuff from in the real estate space, you do stuff from a flyer to a you know a mailer in the box to then a lot of media with digital stuff. So the, the digital space in real estate is all about the listing itself. So once you get the listing and it goes into the multiple listing services, it typically gets syndicated out to you know, 50 or more different sites that are real estate related. So once you populate it, luckily you've got one point of entry and then the listing itself will pop up on various search engines. So it'll go on Zillow and Trulia and homefinders.com and realtor.com. And then from that, the consumer typically will find search and, you know, searching properties when they're searching by address or area or zip code. We also then did our own digital marketing where we would do monthly newsletters. We would do featured properties of the month. And we would do that by sending out email blasts, newsletters. We did it on also then social media where we would send out featured properties or, you know, et cetera. We also did a lot of press releases on industry, economics, what was happening in the market. And within those press releases and articles and blog articles, whether it was a press release or a blog article, we had all kinds of, you know, uh, short links and long, I mean, short and long code and links and various keywords that then people could link back that would take them to landing pages or website pages about financing, mortgage, um, buying a house, uh, you know, escrow or title services. So as they were reading through the article, they could find out more information. 
We also did quite a bit of video. I also did some video for my book launch as well. So I did different videos and testimonials for that and worked. But in the real estate space, we did a lot of videos, of video tours of homes, of agent profiles, of their own videos, uh, videoing events that we would have in market, whether it was for charitable events or you know economic forecast. And so between video and YouTube and search engines and you know email blasts and email newsletters, a lot of that stuff we talked about on the book launch, that same messaging was used in the media for digital media. Also, we, we would make sure we had a rule of thumb that anytime we did any advertising in real estate, we would never do print media unless it was tied to digital. So in the old days, it, you know, the digital was very small in real estate, but once digital became so dominant, unless a, uh, an advertiser had some type of a digital product linked to print, uh, we would not even consider talking to them. And if they had print and digital product, it was always good for us because we, it was nice for us to have that print product because agents are still doing open houses and they're still out in the field. So they wanted to have something to be able to present in a hard copy as much as the digital was important. So uh, we used a combination of those sources. And uh, those are some of the things we did. Wow. Okay. So you've been in online marketing for a really long time. So no wonder why your book launch went, went so well and you knew exactly what to do because you've been doing it for so long. So just for like people starting out, like let's say you're a mentor for a, a business that's like, I've got to get my online marketing, you know, ready to go. What would, what would your number one piece of advice be for that person? Yeah. You know, I guess it would be similar to what I would tell a real estate agent. I mean, if a real estate agent was coming in and trying to start selling houses, I tell them to start immediately with where, where they're at. Uh, and a lot of times people coming in don't have high budgets, they don't have a, a big marketing campaign, but they have typically more time on their hands than they do money. So whether that's an entrepreneur and starting a small business or a real estate agent. So uh, what I tell a real estate agent is, is, you know, get your training done, get your business cards done, but then get out and talk to all your friends, family and sphere of influence as best you can and see if any of those people need your help or services. And those are the people that already trust and like you. In an entrepreneurial space, I would say start with all of the potential profiles and social media campaigns that you can with LinkedIn and Twitter and Snapchat and Facebook and get your profiles up as quickly as you can on there. Uh, start looking at using your social media by sending private messages and having private conversations with various people that you know. And then when you're on LinkedIn, using the LinkedIn and researching and finding out what business owners are most prone to use your business and use private messaging and try and learn about their business, how you can be of service to them, find out what you're intrigued about with their business. So I would say from an initial standpoint, you know, when your budgets are low, try your immediate network through just communicating. It would be just like if you were going out knocking on doors, uh, you know, and trying to ask people to, to buy a product or to, you know, buy magazines, you know, think about that being online. You, you know, you can use the online stuff without getting too huge on budgets with Facebook and Google initially. Then as you start getting a couple sales coming in, then I would peel off sometimes of an advertising campaign budget so you have that right off the top of every transaction you have you know whether you're selling a $50 product or a $5,000 product you know make sure that you're taking something right off the top whether it's 10 or 15 percent of every transaction that you sell and put it in an ad campaign and then have that ad campaign be focused on increasing your presence and I would probably start with Facebook advertising. I mean, you know, the, the thing with Facebook is if you can you can limit your budget, you can limit the, the audience or increase the audience you want to go to, you can get down to the exact demographics of their their age, their their gender, what they like, what they don't like, you know, where they're at, what areas they live in. So I would say Facebook advertising and either trying to have uh, an online course that you can take about some basics on fa Facebook advertising or spending some money to have someone help you do it if you've got the budget to do that is probably a 
good way to really reduce the learning curve because it's not rocket science, but it is a little complicated and there's a lot of tricks and a lot of science about doing Facebook advertising properly. So if you have the budget and you have the curriculum, I always say bring in a professional where you can. Uh, as much as I did the book launch a lot of myself, the only reason I did that is because, I, as you said, I had a lot of experience in the past digital space and I wanted to go through the effort of doing it myself to learn it because I knew that in my consulting coaching business, I was going to be coaching and consulting a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and I wanted to be able to feel their pain and I wanted to be able to know what worked and what didn't work. And now, as again, I would bring it, I, I would do it differently because I'd be bringing in people to outsource and help do stuff and, and I want to delegate what it's not best my highest use. But when you're a small entrepreneur getting started out or you're trying to learn the process or you're trying to learn where your clients are coming from, that sometimes is a good way to go about it. So that's a long answer to your question, but start where you're at. Start with your fear of influence. Start with inexpensive social media connections first and then create some kind of an ad budget and have some kind of an expert help you get it done until you do it yourself. Or don't you don't ever have to do it yourself. If Sometimes that's not your best, highest use. Um, so that'd be some of my suggestions. That was awesome. That wasn't a long answer. That was a comprehensive answer. And I want everyone listening to go back and re-listen to Steve's answer on that because he gave you a ton of useful information. So from a guy who's been in digital marketing for many, many, many years, he's giving us a ton of useful information. So make sure you re-listen to this podcast. So Steve, before we go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell us how to find a copy of your book and anything else you want us to know. The time is yours. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, the best way to find me is on my website, which is thealchemyadvisors.com. And my company, The Alchemy Advisors, uh, came as inspired for a couple of different reasons. I love the book, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And if you haven't read it, it's a phenomenal book. It's not a digital marketing book and it's not a business book per se. It's a parable about life. And it just really talks about finding your highest purpose and finding your own personal legend and really finding out what you're here to do on this planet and really what makes your heart sing and really what can motivate you every day to get out of bed and do something of service for someone else. And that is really what, you know, if you're in digital marketing by any standpoint, hopefully you're in digital marketing selling a product or service that is bettering the world or bettering yourself in some fashion because you'll have a lot more success sustainability that way. So again, thealchemyadvisors.com. You can find ways to, and my book is on Amazon. My book is also on Audible uh, and it's on about five or six different audio sites as well, but Audible and Amazon are probably the best known. The other thing that I would probably want people to know is that the this all doesn't happen by coincidence. You know, one of the things I have taught people for years is that you've got to take your mission, you've got to take your vision, and you've got to get it down on paper, and you've got to get a succinct plan in check about what the beginning, middle, and end to this plan is. And you have to have timelines around it, and you have to have steps around it, and you have to have it in writing, and you have to then have someone help keep you accountable to this plan. Uh, don't go by the seat of your pants. Don't go by just what's in your mind. Get this down on paper. Make sure it's actionable. And think about your business and life plan, just like if you were ready to start building a house and you were hiring an architect to do the the, the drawing before general contractors ever came in and started hammering nails and, and walls. So for yourself, give your time for your business, whether you're in existing business right now, uh, take time to, to stop, start, and continue and look where you're at. I always tell people like, every quarter, make sure you look at what you should stop doing what you should start doing, and what you should continue doing, uh, and then figure out what you need to fine-tune in your business before you move any further. Uh, get that in writing, get a plan and a mission, and then stay focused on your mission and make sure you're keeping uh, on your mission, and that that is at your highest good and your highest place of how you can serve this planet in, in the best way possible. Wow. Well, thank you again for being on the Traffic and Leads podcast, Steve. We appreciate it. 
My pleasure. Keep doing what you're doing and thanks for the great work. So that was a really great interview with Steve Rogers. And even if you're not going to write a book anytime soon, it kind of made you feel like writing a book, right? Because his book got into the hands of thousands of people and they know all about him and it really helped his business. So you should consider writing a book. And then when you do, of course, you're going to want to want to come back and listen to this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. So before we go, make sure if you like the podcast, you find value in it, you leave us a review, share it with a friend, or send me an email that you like it. That would be great. If there's a topic you want me to cover, feel free to email me at info at oneclicklindsay.com. Make sure you check out our Done For You services at trafficandleads.com or again, our membership site at trafficandleadsmembership.com and we'll hold your hand. You know you want to hold my hand, right people? Where I hold your hand through all of this online marketing lead generation craziness because there's so many things that can be done that you need to be doing for your business that once you dial it in and have it working, your business will be much more profitable for it. So I'm One Click Lindsay with TrafficAndLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.